Welcome to season two of Classical Education, a podcast for those who believe in rediscovering the art of asking questions, engaging in conversation, and attending to the ideas at the heart of well-ordered teaching and learning. Adrian Fries and Trey Bailey invite you to join them on a journey in pursuit of the true, the good, and the beautiful as we participate in the great conversation and listen to the many voices coming from the world of classical education. Before we start our show, I wanted to remind our listeners that we are a listener-supported podcast. If you're a fan of our podcast, please join us for a very special Patreon-sponsored event. We're hosting a free online listening party with our favorite music professor, Dr. Carol Reynolds, and a rising star cellist, Justin Hall. This musical event will be streamed live on October 22nd at 3 o'clock Central and 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock Eastern and 2 o'clock Central. Enjoy beautiful live music and spirited conversation from a rising young musician and a world-class music professor and guide. Hear a live defense of good music and gain new skills for listening to classical music. And interact with the hosts, myself and Trey, and other supporters of the Classical Education Podcast. If you want a Zoom link to this free event, please email me at beautifulteaching at gmail.com. That's beautifulteaching at gmail.com. Or join our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash classical education. That's patreon.com forward slash classical education. And uh, through our Patreon page, that is how you can financially support our podcast. But this event is a free live event. and You do not have to be a Patreon member to enjoy this event. Simply email me again at beautifulteaching at gmail.com. All right. Well, today we're here with um, the founder of Reformation Wall School in Nigeria, Daniel. And I'm sorry, I forgot to find out how to pronounce your last name. Okay. Um, my name is Daniel Olushola. Okay, great. We are so excited to hear yeah. about the good work that you are doing in Nigeria with the classical school there. I think you said it's about four years old. And if I'm wrong, correct me, but uh, we're really excited to hear what you're doing. I'm so excited. I just, when I saw some of your posts on Facebook, I was like, I've got to get to know this guy and hear more about his school and the good work you're doing. So um, we're just going to go ahead and let you have the floor and give us your story. Tell us stories, all kinds of stories and what has led all you right. to where you are today. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much for um, inviting me to have this conversation. Um, I don't usually get <laughs> invitations to talk about I'm really excited to always talk about um, the work that um, we are doing down here in Nigeria. So my name is um, Daniel Olushola. Um, I finished university in 2015. Um, I studied mechanical engineering. So, um, well, so, but then after doing that, or before I graduated from the university, I used to just teach um, young um, pupils privately. Um, parents invited me to come teach them in maths. Um, grammar and, and all, all the other subjects. And from there, I was able to, I, I just knew I had this desire to teach. I just wanted to teach. But um, around 2016, um, I was now thinking of what I would want to spend the entire of my life doing. And I really felt the need to go into education. 
So, um, but yeah, I just felt like uh, I, I, I believed what I ought to do was to get a very, um, maybe um, play, somewhere that is very um, aesthetic, nice, beautiful, and just continue the work that um, our government education was doing there. So that was the way I was thinking about it, because if you come to Nigeria typically, and you look at a, um, a, a classroom, you don't, there's no efforts made um, at making the classroom conducive for young children. Basically, children just come to classrooms, they probably sit on the floor, um, they, they, the walls are not painted, some of the classrooms don't even have them. So I, I came with the goal of um, coming to make the environment more conducive, but I still had the idea of retaining um, whatever curriculum the government um, was actually propagating at that point. So um, when I, but then before the school started, um, September 11th, 2017, um, I stumbled on a YouTube video. Um, I've forgotten, it's a Catholic school in the US. Um, I, I, I can't really remember the name of the Catholic school. I think it was founded by a naval, a, a, a retired Navy general, something like that, or uh, a retired Navy person. Um, so I saw the school, I'm like, wow, this is really awesome. And I would want to learn about classical education. So, and this was why I started reading um, a lot I, I could find on the internet about um, classical education. I stumbled on a thesis that was written by someone, sorry, I can't really remember their names now. Um, and I was able to read through the entire thesis. And what I saw was really good. I saw how um, classical education is more, is focused on um, raising virtuous um, humans, things like that. I started encountering um, truth, goodness, and beauty, and all these uh, classical terms that, that were used. But at that period, I had no idea of what it was. So I just decided to, let me just give it a try. So in 2017, we started the formation war. Um, we started with, like, we did not have all the resources, the curriculums, and the rest of them. I, I was still an amateur in uh, classical education. I just started with the hopes that I would learn on the job and I would be able to um, transform the school into a classical school. Um, we started, and the school did not fully become classical until, I think, 2019. That was when we became classical. It's been a very, I would say, a very tough journey, but I would rather not do anything else with my life. This is just mm -hmm. the only thing I want to do with my life because it is exciting. Um, I'm learning a lot. Um, it has opened my mind to read books that in my entire life I wouldn't have ever, you know, read. I've read, um, I've read a couple of books. I've read, I've been, I'm recalling, currently reading um, the Iliad. Um, mm -hmm. um, I think it was the translation by Fagos. Um, and then uh, I, I'm reading Plato's Republic. These are not things that I've ever encountered in my life. You're making me cry. I'm crying over here. <laughs> it's just so beautiful yeah. that yeah. you are. What I love about your story is I, I completely, I train, I completely relate with this is your life work. This is what you want to do. Mm. It's, it brings so much joy. Mm. And just to hear that you're being so brave to do something that's so new to you and love that. It's so beautiful. 
Yeah, Thank keep you. going. Keep Thank going. You. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. over here. I'm crying so, and I'm having a heart. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So um, over over the years, we we in fact um, the way the way I started, I started um, school in a two bedroom apartment. Um, we were so like it was just tiny rooms um, that we just you know took in children and. At, at that point, I started, you know, trying to furnish my mind with um, ideas of, of beauty. I wanted to know how a classroom ought to look like, what a classroom ought to look like, what is the classical idea of um, class, uh, the school aesthetics and, and the rest of them. And even though I think we are still far from uh, where we ought to be, I think we were actually far from where we used to be. Um, we've been able to leave, we left the... Um, two-bedroom apartments two years ago, and we moved into um, a bigger building where um, I think it, the current building can accommodate up to up to 200 students. But um, we, where we were at the other apartments, we're very few, 15, 20. So we're already, we're just growing. Uh, we're over 30 at the moment. And um, what is even encouraging um, is that parents, what parents have been telling us at the school is so encouraging. Um, I think what keeps me going is hearing parents that this school is different. What we're teaching, uh, what this school is teaching our kids is so different from what they're teaching um, all the other kids. It's, it's really, a, um, it's, it's really um, encouraging hearing statements like that from parents. And yeah, and, and secondly, um, I would say one of the things that has really helped um, the, our community has been the open-mindedness that we have um, in learning from various, um, you know, I, I think there are different segments of this classical education, and I'm still grooming myself to understand um, each of them. But Hillsdale College has been a um, helpful um, platform that um, personally I have learned a lot, a lot from and I am helping my staff and faculty to actually learn from Hillsdale College. Yeah. Right, because they offer so many beautiful free courses online and I imagine mm -hmm. that um, being in Nigeria, your, your resources to books is, is limited, is that correct? It's extremely limited. In fact, mm -hmm. um, for me to get um, the books by Homer and, and Ijo and the rest of them. A friend staying in the U.S. had to ship them down to us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have so many questions. I mean, this is amazing. One thing I would love to hear is if you're still using the curriculum that's required by the government, are you supplementing? Okay. And then also, how are you taking that curriculum and teaching it classically, differently? Okay, um, we are not using any of government's curriculum at the moment. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I know um, one, one of the things I, I, I have come to understand is that if we want to actually do this, we have to go all in. There is no need of um, using government's curriculum to supplement whatever we, we are doing. Okay, well, what we are doing currently because um, of the, our capacity at the moment is we formed um, partnerships uh, with Rafiki Foundation. I know you've heard of, of them, Rafiki Foundation. Hmm. Um, I think they have their headquarters based in, the, um, in Florida, in the U.S. What was that foundation called? How do you spell it? Rafiki, R-A-F-I-K-I. Yeah. yeah, it means it means friend, right? 
Okay. Yes, okay. yes. So uh, their headquarters is based in Florida, I believe. Um, we've been able to form partnership with them, and they currently supply our school with the curriculums. All the curriculums are actually ships from the U.S. Um, wow. But 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 the beauty is that when when it comes to Nigeria here, um, even it, it it makes sense here too. It's not like we have to um, you know bend in any form to try to in quotes contextualize um, it. We, are not, we don't have to do that. The, the truth, the goodness, and the beauty that we get from this curriculum is the same. It's universal, so mm -hmm. we, we don't have to bend. Yeah. Mm. I love that you call it truth, goodness, and beauty is universal. That is so mm. true. Because when something is is true, it's true, and you see it. it and there's gonna be mm -hmm. beauty there. It's. I love. Yeah. I love that. Um, Trey, what questions do you have? I'm sure a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I've just enjoyed uh, listening to the story here. And I wonder if you could give us a bit of background information. You know, you talked a bit about sort of the, um, the environment uh, that school children sometimes find themselves in, in some of the other local schools and how you wanted to uh, provide uh, something, something better. Uh, maybe talk a bit more about that and perhaps talk a bit about the state of education in your country mm -hmm. and some of the things that you're working up against. All right. Um, I think um, from some of the little research I've made, I've, I've realized that it's not um, every human that you encounter that has a sense of, of beauty. And, mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I realized that within the Nigerian context, for you to find someone that has um, deep appreciation for beauty, it's, it's actually rare. Mm -hmm. And when you come with concepts like that, people look at you like, you're strange, you're, you're a nerd or something like that. They don't mm -hmm. give you a kind of name or this kind of look that they want to ex exclude you because they're just used to things being disorganized. They're used to things not looking, um, um, having having a higher kind of aspiration, not just be, uh, letting yourself be comfortable with the basic things. So this, if you, if you go through, if you look at the private schools in Nigeria and the public schools, the only difference probably is the, the way uh, they are monitored to teach their classrooms. What I mean by that is in government schools, teachers are not monitored. So a teacher can skip classes, wouldn't bother about that. Children are not learning anything. They don't know how to read. Um, they can't, you know, analyze mathematical equations and the rest of them. But in private schools, you have teachers. Of course, they have to be there because they are accountable to their um, em employ uh, employers. So um, in the classroom, you notice that you know, even in private schools, the, the environment, like the, the, the way things are organized, you just see how maybe on the wall, things are just scattered around the wall, right? You, you just see mm -hmm. how it, that is a reflection of the unorganized mind yeah. <laughs> that, that, that they are carrying. Um, so um, if, you, if you get into a Nigerian classroom, trust me, you, don't, you wouldn't want to be there. You wouldn't be comfortable at all. It's not conducive. In fact, I, 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 would, I think this might sound extreme. I don't think humans should be staying in such classrooms, right? Human students we stay in such classrooms. So, but, but for us at Reformation World School, um, and we have some pictures that we share online. We always, we always try as much as possible to make our classrooms 
very conducive. I'm not just conducive. We're also trying to personally, I'm trying to understand what are the classical ways in which a classroom ought to be. And this is my ultimate goal for reformation wall um, um, school. Sorry, I, I think the second question you asked, um, I can't remember. Uh, so, yeah, what you're saying about environment is something uh, that is that is deeply important to Adrian and I, and uh, mm. you, you you may be um, surprised or perhaps not to to know that um, you know uh, many schools uh, in the states uh, fall mm. into the same sort of um, sort of utilitarian. Well, we have sort of four walls, yeah. and, you know, uh, and and maybe a window. <laughs> And, yeah. and it's, it's terribly inhumane, and so mm. uh, I'm I'm delighted to hear that that is um, that is a priority for you, uh, something that you want to provide for your students. The other question uh, had to do with um, perhaps some of the, let's say, ideological or um, uh, oh, philosophical okay. things. Um, talk talk to us about the state of education in those terms. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay, so um, from my understanding, um, and I, as, I, as I said, I'm still learning. So if my language is not uh, that sophisticated, you have to permit me. Um, so um, from my understanding, what basically Nigerians, um, the schools in Nigeria, what happens is the, the way like the, the progressive curriculum, and I'm using that word loosely, uh, that that they all use. It, it's it's really if I if I if I use the word, it's devastating to to see the kind of content that these people are teaching. I, I think I'll be saying it mildly. Um, the the thoughts that these young kids learn should not be what a human being um, that um, has the desire to be a uh, to be to be fully or truly human ought mm. to be learning in the classroom. Mm. Um, for example, okay, so um, in Nigeria now, kids are not even taught much of literature, especially in the um, primary schools. Um, they don't read a lot of books. Um, mostly what they are focused, what these uh, schools are focused on is maybe, and, and they don't use the right, I, I think, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm more pro needs um, in teaching them how to read. They don't use that. They use uh, just memorizing. They try to help them to memorize um, words mm. to, to AAS. That's how they teach them how to read. Um, and uh, aside that, um, you, you, they, there was a particular, um, I think some months ago, a friend shared with me something that her son was being taught in the classroom. And I, <laughs> when I saw it, I, I, almost, I, I almost cried because I, I felt that this was really, really not it at all. And this is what our government is actually promoting. And in a sense, um, I think what I would say is that the education is geared more um, to make humans or Nigerians to have this strong dependence on the government. Like yeah. you, 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 you don't enjoy, you, you don't enjoy the idea of freedom. Your mind is not, there's no liberty of, of the mind. You, you just have to, you know, think like the government, act like the government, and um, submit to the government, even if they, they are unruly to you. So 
it, it, that, I think that's what the best way to put it. It just centered around around that that it complete dependence on the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and what you're offering, of course, is is freeing because you're 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 providing the liberal arts or or the the things yeah. that 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 free you to be fully human. Mm. Exactly. I'd like to hear a little bit more, like, how did you come up with the name of your school? And is it a Christian school? I, I... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I think <laughs> there was a time I, I was searching online for names, and I just saw the name Reformation Wall, and I, I think I liked, I liked the name. Um, but what the, the goal, yes, it, it is a Christian school. Um, so what, what happened is that we are kind of creating an environment for um, kids from different um, Christian denomina- denominations mm-hmm. to come together um, to learn um, about God and His world. His world. Uh, even for us, our mission is to partner with parents to train and equip our students for a life of wisdom, virtue, and eloquence to the glory of God. So this has been the central theme of our school since. Um, we started. So I, I also stumbled on the name. I love the name, right? But the goal is to actually um, reform the minds of our children so that they, they, we are helping to redirect their affections from the bad to the good, from the false to the true, and from ugliness to the beautiful. So this is just a general idea. Right, to shape their affections to the good, the true, and the exactly. beautiful is so... Exactly. That is... The, that is a beautiful way to put it to shape their affections. I think mm. that's really, really important. And um, yeah, tell me, give me some examples of what you're doing to shape those affections. This, I mean, all right. Yeah. Um, okay, sure. Um, normally, what, what we do um, to shape their affections also is that I, I really am uh, very, very careful um, about the content or the kind of ideas that these uh, children are, are taught. Because I know that ideas have consequences. If they are taught the wrong things, they will actually live out the wrong way. So I'm very, very careful with the kind of ideas that are taught. So what, what I do is we um, I pick out um, actually books from maybe the little research that I've made that are highly recommended. Um, most of them, or many of them, the canons of Western civilization. Um, these are part of the books that we actually teach the children so we they do a lot of they they, they learn all, all of these things well when we look at the approach that is being used I, I'm, I'm still learning about that so mm-hmm. uh, we mix different approaches um we we mix both because i i still don't know um if there ought to be a separation between uh, grammar logic and rhetoric the way um, mm-hmm. I think some classical schools do, but but what, what we do is that we kind of mix all of them at the same time. That's but one person. I, that's actually yes. more natural, to be honest. It's, it's yes. better that way. Yes. Yes, and then one person that I really appreciate is um, um, this Charlotte Mersin. I don't know how if that's the way they, pro- they pronounce her name, mm-hmm. uh, Mersin, right? Um, that's right. Yes, I, I listen to some of our podcasts, and she talks about living books. And I, I think these are like it's helping me to direct the way things are actually done at our school. 
So we are still, I'm still learning on the job. That's, that's all I see. Yes, well, we're we're right there with you, Daniel. And um, you know, to mention Charlotte Mason, uh, you, you are among friends here. Uh, we we believe that she is in so many ways, um, sort of the the flowering of classical education through uh, through you know uh, through Christianity. Uh, what she mm. what she brings to um, to the life of the mind and, and not just our minds, but what we do with our bodies and uh, in our homes and in the atmosphere that we create for learning and, and those interaction with living books. Um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, she is uh, continuing the work of, of uh, the great minds that came before her. And so I'm delighted to hear that, that you're engaging with her and finding yeah. um, her methods to be um, something that you can apply immediately in, yeah. in your environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to go back to the name of your school, um, the more I hear from you, the more I I come to understand you as a as a reformer mm-hmm. and um, yeah. someone who is uh, doing um, you know the the really hard work of um, uh, giving good gifts to children um, in. Mm-hmm in a time, uh, and it's not just in Nigeria, it's in the States, it's, it's worldwide, mm-hmm. um, in which there's a lot of confusion and a lot of, um, a lot of things have been lost. And you're mm-hmm. going back and recovering some things and, 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 and using uh, what you've learned to reform the state of education in your own country. And, and that's very commendable. So God bless you. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I have a few other questions what you mentioned this before we came on there you mentioned you were the headmaster but you just hired a new headmaster today tell us about like why and what what what's going on with the growth of your school okay so um we had a parent teachers congress today um at school and uh, okay but before prior to that um i realized that i was doing too much um okay so when the school started i I did a lot of things. For example, the school website was designed by me. Um, the, everything practically, I have written two math textbooks um, so far. Um, I was teaching multiple grades at that point and I, while serving as the school admin. Um, so, but, but the goal um, is I, I really have to focus um, on trying to drive this school to, you know, the mission to see that we are actually actualize our mission and vision. Um, and I, I think it was also getting um, to the point where physically it was affecting me because I was uh, yeah, I was doing so much. So um, the, I was advised to actually employ someone that can help administratively to see that we at the school on day-to-day basis gets um, to, to fill the mission of the school. So the, um, during, I think during the week, the person was employed, um, a lady, um, she was employed to head the school, while my role was just, you know, just see how to assist her to get to the other point, yeah. How, how many, what are the grades and how many students do you have? Did you mention how many students? Yes, well, I, I, would, I would mention again. Um, currently, we have from, um, um, K, from K1 um, to grade 4. Okay. So, from K1, 2, 3, and we, we all have students in all grades. Uh, that I just mentioned now, and um, we currently have, I think, 30 students 
we have to explain. 30, okay. Okay. Now, you do grades or forms. I know in England they do forms, and like form three would be almost high school. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Um, we, we do grades, actually. The way grades. it's done okay. in the U.S. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was good to clarify. I didn't realize that. I was like, wait a minute, they might be using forms. <laughs> Daniel, I'd love to hear... I'd love to hear about your your own background, and yeah. maybe you can you can tell us a bit about your education uh, coming up through the years, and then maybe talk to us about that that point in your life where you where you decided you needed to pursue this this classical education route. Okay, um, so I, I attended private schools um, from primary down to the university. Um, I actually attended a Christian university um, in Nigeria. It's called Covenant University. Um, and throughout my stay at each um, of those schools, I've realized uh, that most of what or most schools actually say, uh, they say more than they actually do in school. So, for example, my private, my university, when they are pitching the ideas to, to the public, they claim they do this, they do that, they do that. But then in the classrooms, they, the caliber of, um, um, of teachers actually are not there. They, the teachers are completely, I, I, I believe they, they, they go against the mission of the schools that have um, mm. attended. They mm -hmm. don't deliver the way they ought to be. So all these things have been, even I did engineering, but they made me to, to hate engineering completely. Like mm -hmm. I got into school and I hated engineering. Mm -hmm. Not because I didn't love um, calculus or I didn't love um, things about machines, but because of their approach to, to communicating these ideas um, sure. to, to, to us. So for me, one of the things that started ringing at, at, at back of my mind was that I really wanted to teach in a way that would, you know, uh, kind of flame the affections of, of young children. I want them to be on fire so that even after I have finished teaching them, they can go by themselves and you know, continue whatever they've been taught. And so I, I, and I think so far, I, I, I believe I've been able to achieve that in, in a sense because I know my students actually want me to teach them. In fact, they want me to teach them more than anyone. So one of, even though I've, you know, I've given up the role of the headmaster, I still want to continue teaching. In fact, I actually enjoy that more than the administrative. Right. So, um, <laughs> That's how we are, too. <laughs> we love teaching, too. Yeah. So that's, I've given up that role. I'm currently teaching my grade four students. Um, last week, we had, I was teaching them um, the Iliad and Odyssey, and they were so animated by what I was teaching them. Could, right. Like, the excitement that the classics are just I don't know. I don't know what word I, I can use to describe it. But it, going into the classics is, and I, it, this is the best thing I have ever encountered in my entire life. So, um, mm -hmm. well, and then what I think for me, what maybe the, the little challenge that I'm having um, is that it, it's difficult to bend. I'm using that word. Um, it's difficult to actually uh, help the the maybe staff to come to see the beauty of the classics because of how they've been groomed over the years. Yeah, so one thing right. I start doing, yeah, one thing I start doing to them is that I give them a lot of things to read. Okay. I, I don't, I don't really joke with that. 
So we go back to the classics. They complain that these books are so difficult to read. I say, yes, but read it. It would benefit you eventually. Um, and I think I'm getting to, or they are getting to the point where I can say, yes, uh, yes, these these people are, are actually yeah. capturing the idea of classical education. Yeah. I just wanna, I just wanna say in response to that, um, that uh, to just sort of paint a picture of the future, uh, you know, uh, Lord willing, um, you know, if we can continue our, our work, um, what we're finding here where, you know, this, this classical education has been, you know, developing in the States, you know, for the last 30 years or so, uh, we're getting to mm. that point where students who grew up with that education are now becoming the teachers. And they don't yeah, have yeah, those they, same sort of hangups and those same sort of mm. uh, they don't trip over the same things that our that, that we do now because we're we're having to get a remedial education. So what mm. you can look forward to and and you know for some of those uh, students you know your young students uh, maybe we won't be around to to see uh, the fruit mm. of of the harvest there, but you can know with great confidence that you are you are preparing uh, the hearts and minds of, of future teachers and future parents and future government leaders and future businessmen mm. and women. Uh, they're going to be uh, so much um, fuller and, and, and reconnected to, to their birthright and to what it means to be, uh, to be, uh, to be a human being. And, and mm. so it's, it's an honor and a privilege as a teacher to, to learn alongside them. Um, and so thank you for encouraging your teachers to read and for expecting that from them. And I have a request for you, um, okay. Lord willing, um, can you come here and, and train some teachers with us? <laughs> right. <laughs> if, I, if I have the opportunity to do that, absolutely. I will. I'm, I'm praying for that right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that you've captured the spirit and the heart of classical education and the spirit of classical mm. education, you're, you're defining it so beautifully that the excitement, the joy, the love, and to not be afraid to mm. learn with your students is a big deal. I mean, a lot of teachers feel like they have to know it all before they can go in and teach. And I don't, I think that when you're learning alongside your students, you're posturing yourself, you're posturing yourself with humility, which is really mm -hmm. the leading mm -hmm. virtue of wisdom, the leading virtue of, of attaining mm. wisdom of, of love and care. Okay. And this really is mm. the heart of a classical education. Um, I wanted to ask what you're doing to help the parents understand. Are they reading specific books or are you having dialogue with the parents? Okay. Um, so for my parents, for the parents, um, it's a bit challenging. Okay, this, this is how it, it works here. The parents love absolutely what we do. They like they love the idea, but um, one of the things that we struggle with is that most parents don't have the understanding that they are the first and primary um, educators in the life of their children. Yeah. So um, so far, we, what we do from time to time is that we have uh, meetings in the school, and I use the opportunity to explain to them what classical education is and the work that we're actually doing in the lives of, of their children. So, so far, we've not been able to recommend any books to them, but I think this is something I would do going forward since you mentioned this. Um, and I think I'll do that going forward. Yeah, yeah, or at least some short 
you know, short essays or even stories mm. for them to read. Do, mm. do you recommend stories for them to read to their children at home? Yes, this is something we, we actually um, are actually driving at the school. Um, we, we, we had books um, donated to us by Rafiki Foundation. Nice. Um, and like so many books. Um, so these books are what, uh, uh, what we use to actually furnish um, the, the students. So we, we send, sometimes we give the parents books. They, we send the books home to the parents so that they can read to the, to the children. Um, you, no matter how difficult the book is, we actually encourage them read hard text to the children. Let them right. see the joy of these uh, books. So, Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to mm -hmm. find out a little bit more about what are your needs and how can we help you? Like, how can Ooh. Trey and I help you, uh, you know, okay. from, from the work we're doing, but then even our, as Americans, I mean, the, our listeners are probably wondering, well, how could we help yeah. him? What are your needs? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, the, the needs are, are, are huge. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a single man, right? Um, and um, I'm running a, a school. Uh, I'm just, I just turned, um, I'm turning 33 this, this month, and I started this school when I was 28 or thereabouts. So um, the, the needs are, are much, honestly. In fact, one of the reasons why I had to step down was because of the, the stress that I uh, that was on me running the school. So re recently, we, we we actually started um, on our Instagram page, and I've been updating on the Facebook page and Twitter too. We actually started a little fundraising to be able to pay our school rent and and the rest of them. And then the other thing we do is we actually need books. I think that's even more important to me than any any form of financial donation. Uh, we need great. Uh, books of Western civilization to be sent to us. Um, if we have I, I, all the books of um, Charlotte, I don't know Charlotte Messing. Sorry, if I'm not pronouncing that name well. Um, we don't have any, and I, I really would love to have some of our books down. I read her books mm. on the internet, and they are quite uh, not as you know. Right. Yeah, they are online. The Charlotte Mason series is all online on the Ambleside Online website, but yeah. it is harder to read it online. I did that for a while, and I was like, I just need the books. You need the books, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. I also, I think I noticed a friend of yours on our Facebook page, he posted asking where he can get the Great Books series for less than oh, $1,500. Yes. You know, it's so expensive. <laughs> Like, so you just need somebody here in the States to ship you a, a set of the great yes. books, right? Yeah. Yes. I have a yes. set. I'm thinking I might ship it to you and just buy yeah. myself another one. I mean, really, seriously, because oh. well, that's, that's huge need. So we may need your yeah. contact we, information. <laughs> we, we have the strange, the strange benefit of um, going to secondhand shops and finding these books mm. that people have discarded <laughs> because mm. there's, there's simply not the... Um, the proper, um, uh, you know, um, well, they just haven't been preserved. And so, you know, when older yeah. people pass away, oftentimes uh, their children will donate their their books to a, a secondhand mm -hmm. shop. And so, yeah, I, I think we could definitely put some book boxes together for you. And uh, you mm -hmm. mentioned that you're, you're a single guy. And I, I imagine <laughs> if, if you send us your phone number, some of our uh, single women that are listening, uh, I think I think they marry you in a heartbeat. Oh, I'm thinking that. I was thinking the same thing. I, I wasn't brave enough to say it, but I was thinking it. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, Trey, oh. and not me. 
No problem. I know my 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 phone numbers or whatever information that you need that can be shared. Um, I I don't mind. Um, I don't mind if that is done. <laughs> oh well, we really want. We really hope our listeners will will rally together and find a way to support you. Maybe we'll have to do some kind mm. of drive on our Facebook page for it because mm. this sounds like amazing work. And do you have a book list of like a wish list of books that you need? Because we would need that to help everybody know what to oh. send you. Um, I I think I would I I would want basically books, classical books for kids. Right. Yeah. Um. Yes, those are really my priority at the moment. Um. Maybe for the primary primary school, because um, we're just mixing a lot of things. That that's the point. We're reading both the classical ones and the non-classical ones, just to you know. But if we are able to mm-hmm. get it doesn't matter the type. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. It doesn't. It doesn't matter the type of book, right? But as long as it's classical, uh, classical, we, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm down. And you need yeah, picture books too, probably, like beautiful picture books for the children mm-hmm. with you know illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that would really be helpful. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of books, Daniel, one of the questions we like to ask our guest uh, is, you know, is there is there a is there a book in your life, something that um, has really just uh, has really just had a big impact on the way you uh, think about things? And it doesn't necessarily have to be something directly related to um, <laughs> to how uh, you know, like a how-to on teaching or, or classical, right. classical pedagogy. Is it, it could be, right. be any any book? Just, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> what comes to mind? Okay, um, I've I've been reading. Oh, I love reading books written by um, Austrian economists. Um, um, so I I love um, books written by uh, Ludwig von Mises. Um, I think he wrote a book on omnipotent government. So what he tried to do in that book is to kind of um, give an expose of how it is quite dangerous to a grand government absolute power. I think that's the total reason. And then that kind of, his writings are actually, because when growing up, we were taught to so much depend on government to eat for every single thing. So, but then I, I, I realized that it was breeding so many people down here in Nigeria. And honestly, that's the situation right now. You see so many lazy people, so many entitled people, people that wouldn't want to do anything and they are waiting for the government for um, stipends or whatnot, but Ludwig von Mises was able to, his books have been able to, you know, open my mind to see that if I'm effective, if I'm, you know, putting in the work, if I'm able to create value, um, I can, you know, exchange that for money, money. I can, if I'm contributing to society, I can actually do that and, and you know, be able to take care of, care of myself. So that actually helped me also mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. you know starting reformation work. Yeah, well, Daniel, I'm I'm always glad to hear of people who are who are reading and thinking deeply about uh, subjects that um, that I um, you know sort of uh, struggle to to wrap my head around. Um, I'm I'm so I'm so happy uh, that uh, you are uh, reading and thinking deeply about economics. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I want to say to our listeners is that, um, you know, economics is something that everyone needs to have uh, some sort of 
engagement with all the way down to to the 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 home right because the economy of the home is really where this all starts and those those smaller mm-hmm. economies in the home um, when they when they combine together they make up the economy of the community which makes up the economy of the state and 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 the whole world is working together these these various economies and so one mm-hmm. of the things that I can think about um, not only as a teacher but also as a father is how do I run the economy of my own home and you know what what am mm-hmm. I doing uh, inside um, of that economy to um, to operate on those good principles that ultimately mm-hmm. we would like to see uh, function at the higher levels mm-hmm. very true very true yeah. well thank you Daniel for having for coming on our show and I feel like I've learned so much and mm-hmm. I just so really love love the heart of the work you're doing it's it's beautiful thank you. thank you so much thank you for having me and thank you for um, um, giving me the opportunity to talk about the work that we do here um, I'm just hoping that many people would be inspired to actually start the work in their own communities mm-hmm. because I believe Classical education is what every single person, even if you're not a Christian, you need classical education. Every single person needs classical right. education. Yep. Charlotte Thank Mason you. says the liberal arts is the birthright of every child. Exactly. That's right. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much for listening. We invite you to experience the art of teaching through interactive learning communities at our Patreon page. Visit patreon.com forward slash classical education. Also, be sure to join the conversation on our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash classical education. We are a listener-supported podcast, so your support makes this podcast possible. As the great artist and educator John Ruskin once wrote, Well, my friends, the final result of the education I want you to give your children will be, in a few words, this. They will know what it is to see the sky they will know what it is to breathe it, and they will know best of all what it is to behave under it as in the presence of a Father who is in heaven.